Welcome to Organizing with Ease with Home Organizers, Deanna Mall and Zina Siman. This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. On today's episode, we want to give you a ton of ideas for organizing all those odds and ends that a lot of people have trouble with. These are things that normally end up in a jumbled mess because there isn't a supernatural or intuitive way of organizing them. But over the years, Deanna and I have come up with ways to organize these for our clients and for ourselves in our own homes. So stick with us to pick up some great tips to use in your home. Okay, Deanna, so let's jump right in. So first, we want to let our listeners know that we have links to all of the products that we're talking about today in the show notes. And these are products that we've used either for ourselves or for our clients. So that's why we like them. Let's talk for a second about batteries because batteries can really be a pain to store and organize. I find in clients' homes that they're often all over the house. And then when they desperately need the AAA batteries for that one remote control, they can't find them or they realize that they don't have any in the entire house. So Deanna, what's your favorite way to organize batteries? Well, aside from looking in the junk drawer first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. It's digging though can we say digging. digging through the junk drawer first to see yes, what's in there that seems to be like the go-to place yeah when in yes. doubt right mm-hmm. um but yeah so but aside from the junk drawer um my primary criteria for battery storage is that you should be able to see through whatever containers you're using to store them right. in so that you can easily see at a glance when you're running low on any size. So nothing is worse than when you're looking for those, you know, those D batteries for the flashlights before a hurricane and finding that you don't have any. And we all have experienced, right, that those D batteries are impossible to get your hands on once a hurricane is on its way. Like you can just get it. Not even Amazon, like when a hurricane's on coming. Right? (laughs) No, you could just forget it. So as long as, and so, yeah, so basically that is literally the worst thing. And you don't, you want to prevent that. That's because that's like, you know, traumatic Um, as long. And then the way that I actually store them Mm -hmm. is as long as the ends of the batteries aren't touching one another, you should store them either laying down or standing up. I prefer them standing up. Um, and you can use a big storage case with spots for each of those different sizes or a separate little container for each different size. But again, no matter what you choose, labeling every container is, I mean, I'm telling you, I know that we do this and we tell this for our clients, labeling is really, it is a lifesaver. Um, it makes it as easy as possible for everyone in your household to know where the batteries go, right? And when you're running low and where to go to find them is what we like to That's why we're organizing, right, right. Right, because when you're organizing, you want to make sure that you know where your batteries are at all times, right? It's not just for the hurricane, so. Right. um, Right, and so if, I mean, I've used the small containers for each one and I've labeled each of those containers. So basically I would have, there would be like a box for the double A, the, you know, the trip, all those separately, but I would label each of those smaller containers mm-hmm. and then I would group them and I would put them in a larger basket on a shelf for the client and then labeled the basket so that if there was anybody in their household, also, again, they would know where to go. 
Yeah. Um, I've also used very large battery organizing bins that look a bit like a tackle box. I know it sounds, you know, way too big, but it does work because it has a couple of the trays and that you could take out to access the other layers below. But again, it's all about preference. Yeah. Uh, but at least you know that they, it's available. The other thing is that battery manufacturers recommend that we store batteries at room temperature. And certainly they should be kept dry and away from moisture, which is why plastic containers are great. But hot temperatures and high humidity that we experience here in South Florida <laughs> will drain the batteries much faster. So please, you know, try not to keep them um, in the garage. Try to keep them out of the garage if you can help it. Right. Aside from the batteries, we're, you know, we're always thinking, Zena and I were always thinking about what would be with the batteries. Well, of course you need light bulbs, right? So that's another, <laughs> let's talk about the light bulbs. Light bulbs are also bulky, fragile, and they come in all different sizes. So Zena, what do you have to say in regards to a good way to deal with them? Well, again, so today we're talking about things that are hard to organize. And I found that uh, a lot of clients don't know what to do with light bulbs. And so they're basically shoving the cardboard boxes of light bulbs onto shelves in like a linen closet or whatever. And then they're not really sure what's in there. And some light bulbs end up in the linen closet. Some light bulbs end up in the junk drawer, like you said. So a lot like batteries, right? Yes. So yes. and because uh, light bulbs are so bulky and varying in size, I prefer to keep them in a big clear bin with a lid so that you can see very quickly the kinds that you have. And depending on how many light bulbs you keep on hand, that bin might have to be pretty big. So you can kind of count on keeping the bin on the top shelf of, say, a utility closet or in the garage, maybe. Lots of people have some floodlights on the exterior of their houses. So again, a big bin would really be needed there. I like using the ones with a locking handle so that when you have to bring them down off the top shelf, the lid doesn't accidentally pop open. And to be clear, most of the time we keep the bulbs in their original cardboard packaging so that they stay protected. And then we put the entire cardboard package into the bin. Now, Sterilite has a bin that works great. It has the locking uh, handles. The container store also has their weather-tight, uh, water-resistant containers. And that would work here too. One of the other items, Deanna, that our clients have, you know, complained about over and over again is <laughs> scarves. Scarves are sometimes tough to keep in order. There are several ways to keep them neat and tidy. You can invest in a scarf pullout like a ballet rod. These only hold five or so. So if you have a lot of scarves, that won't work very well. You can simply fold them vertically and file them into your drawer or beautiful basket so you can each see every scarf every time. You can also roll them to create a flower shape and put them into a basket or bin on the shelf of your closet. You just hold one end of the scarf in your hand, wrap the length of the scarf around and around your hand until you have a round shape. Then tuck the other end of the scarf through the hole and pull it out the other side a bit so it stays in shape. In the end, it looks like a flower. Those are our favorite ways to store scarves so they stay neat and they're easy to see. As 
aside from um, the scarves, we have our clients with the with the babies, and they're uh, always asking about what in the world can I do with baby bottles and sippy cups, and yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, there's a lot to do with baby bottles and sippy cups. Zenit, what do you think? Well, okay. So my go-to solutions are bins inside a drawer. You put all your bottles and nipples and bottle caps in one bin, all the sippy cups in another bin. And then I also place the bottle and straw brushes in the same drawer. It's super simple. And that's what you want, right? When you have an infant in the house, you want simple. So no need to get all fancy with bottle holders, et cetera, et cetera. Once everything is dry, you just toss it all in that bin and it's all in one place. (laughs) Now, similar to baby bottles and sippy cups are reusable water bottles. So the thing that we always say, that Deanna always say, is really think hard about what you even allow into your house in the Mm -hmm. first place, right? Think about it before you bring that home. Do you really need it? But let's say you, you know, our client's, end up with 20 water bottles, even if they only use two or three on an ongoing basis. In those cases, I always try to use a horizontal bottle rack, kind of like horizontal wine racks, yeah? We've got one linked up in the show notes, but using this will instantly organize the cabinet that's just overflowing with reusable water bottles. And actually, having a set number of slots for bottles means that you'll kind of be forced to decide which ones to keep so they all fit. And for me, that's a huge bonus. You really focus on which ones you actually want to keep, and then you can donate the rest. Similar to the baby bottles and sippy cups, we also find that people also struggle with kids' plastic plates and cups. Yeah. Um, Do they go in the cabinet with the adult dishes? Do they not? Do they go in a cabinet of their own? Well, for Plus, our philosophy is that you can put these plates in a lower cabinet or drawer that the kids can reach on their own. That builds independence a little bit. So just like the bottles and the sippy cups, use a large bin inside a drawer or a cabinet to keep them contained. Keep them away from your glass dishes so there is no chance of breaking anything, right? Or shatter glass anywhere and kids getting hurt. Yes. Because that's what we just don't want, right? Definitely don't want that. Another great space to keep these is in the corner cabinet, uh, the what they call the Lazy Susan, which I find is sometimes really hard to use. So if you have one of these, use it for the kids' plates and cups. The kids will just love spinning the thing around. Just you know, use the bins to put the plates and things in. So that they don't fly off the shelf when you're when your kid starts spinning it around, yes. right? Because we all have seen that done, right? It's, well, it is. It's tempting, right? You just see it go around and around and around. Let's talk a minute about under the sink. We always like to try to use as much of the vertical space as we can on either side of the piping. But also remember that you can use turntables to keep spray cleaning bottles on under the sink. That way you can reach any bottle you need without toppling any other bottles over. You can use two-tiered racks or drawers under the sink to keep dish sponges, dishwasher pods, dish towels, and things like that. Also use the backs of the doors if you can. There's a great bin that you can attach to the door with adhesive strips. 
And you can maybe keep dishwasher pods in there to free up space under the sink. Okay, so let's move on a little bit to something a little different. Crafting supplies are a huge pain for a lot of people. For crafting supplies, Deanna and I always go to the three-tier rolling cart. I mean, we're saying for crafting supplies, but you can use these in the bathroom for bathroom supplies, in the pantry or kitchen for baking supplies, in the playroom for toys. I mean, we use them everywhere. All you have to do is get some small bins to place inside each tier and label the bins to contain each type of item and you're done. And the best part is that even the youngest kids can learn to put stuff away here. And it's super easy for them to get their little hands in without pinching them in doors and drawers. And they're available everywhere. Amazon, Walmart, Target, the container store, anywhere you can think of. And I just mentioned the bathroom. So let's talk quickly about makeup and hair ties. What you have to remember here is that in order for things not to get jumbled up, you need to use smaller containers to sort like with like. So get some really small containers for hair ties, one for each different type of hair tie and different sized containers for each different type of makeup that you have. So you need to use the right size of container for each type of product so that they don't fall over when you open and close the drawer. We have links for all of these small bins in the show notes, and also for one called the polka dot organizer, where you insert your own dividers easily into the container to fit whatever shape you're storing in there. And then it comes with a lid so that you can take the whole thing with you when you're traveling. Polkadot also donates one container to the Nashville YWCA when you buy two, which we think is really great. Okay, so let's turn the corner for a second here. We want to talk about wrapping supplies. I know we're only in September. People are already starting to think about, you know, the holidays, the holiday season. Wrapping supplies are really hard to organize. I mean, just try to imagine where your wrapping supplies are right now. (laughs) Are you ready to wrap gifts? (laughs) So those rolls of wrapping paper are really long and they topple over and the paper gets crushed and all that kind of thing. Deanna and I love the Alpha over-the-door rack to organize wrapping supplies. You don't need to screw it in or anything. And the baskets and the trays and the, the, the dividers are interchangeable. So it's really customizable to whatever wrapping supplies you have. And I said we use it for wrapping supplies. But of course, think about it, because it's so customizable, you can use this over-the-door rack in your pantry, in your laundry room, just anywhere you need to organize things and you're missing cabinet space, right? What other things could we use? You could use command hooks. They have command hooks that you can actually now... Now, of course, you don't want to put the gift wrapping paper on the command hooks because it would squeeze the paper. But some of those things... That's aside from this over the door, you can also think about command hooks, like for what you can use it in the kitchen pot holders, right inside of your cabinet doors. They have now um, pretty ones that actually have, you know, a transparent type with silver hooks. Um, They actually have now ones that are specialized just for broom swifters um, and even for an ironing board. So you can see how sturdy they are for the weight of that particular um, item, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And also this saves floor space for other things in those spaces. You can use them inside the bathroom cabinet doors for hairstyling tools, like curling irons, flat irons, 
anything like that. I know that I have a command poke for one of all of them because I have girls in the house. <laughs> So we hope you've heard at least one idea that you can start using in your home today. If you have a very specialized spot that's just driving you crazy in your house, please send us an email at hello at owepodcast.com and we'll address it on a future episode. Thank you for joining us. This has been Organizing with Ease with Deanna Mall and Zenit Simon. Zina and I would love to hear from you, so feel free to leave us a review. Join us for more organizing ideas and tips in our next episode. Until next week. Mm-hmm.